Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Today is Monday, September 7th, and you are listening to Rocket City Lift. everyone. Welcome to Rocket City Lift. I'm Tara Bulger. And I'm Brett Gitteman. We come to you three times a week and we try to bring a bit of a spiritual lift to your day. Today we're going to talk about the journey of faith and we look forward to Friday when the Reverend Emily Wright joins us. She is the senior pastor of Westlake Hills Presbyterian in Austin, Texas. But before we begin, let's have a prayer together. Our prayer today was written in the late 19th century by Charles John Vaughn. Let us pray. O Lord God, give me grace to set a good example to all amongst who I live, to be just and true in all my dealings, to be strict and conscientious in the discharge of every duty, pure and temperate in all enjoyment, kind and charitable and courteous toward all people, that so that the mind of Jesus Christ may be formed in me, and that all people take knowledge of me that I am his disciple. Through the same Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. So our scripture reading is Joshua, the third chapter, verses 1 through 17. And I'll just give you a little bit of context before the story. This is the story of the Israelites coming into the promised land. After wandering in the desert for so long, Joshua is their new leader that God has chosen. So listen to this story from the third chapter. Early in the morning, Joshua rose and set out for Shittim with all the Israelites, and they came to the Jordan. They camped out there before crossing over. At the end of three days, the officers went through the camp and commanded the people, When you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God being carried by the Levitical priest, then you shall set out from your place. Follow it so that you may know the way you should go, for you have not passed this way before. Yet there shall be a space between you and it, a distance of about 2,000 cubits. Do not come any nearer to it. Then Joshua said to the people, Sanctify yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. To the priest, Joshua said, Take up the Ark of the Covenant and pass on in front of the people. So they took up the Ark of the Covenant and went in front of the people. The Lord said to Joshua, This day I will begin to exalt you in the sight of all Israel, so that they may know that I will be with you as I was with Moses. You are the one who shall command the priest, who bear the Ark of the Covenant. When you come to the edge of the waters of the Jordan, you shall stand still in the Jordan. Joshua then said to the Israelites, Draw near and hear the words of the Lord your God. Joshua said, By this you shall know that among you is the living God, who without fail will drive out before you the Canaanites, Hittites, Hivites, Perizzites, Girgashites, Amorites, and Jebusites. The Ark of the Covenant of the Lord of all earth is going to pass before you into Jordan. So now select 12 men from the tribes of Israel, one from each tribe. When the soles of the feet of the priest who bear the Ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth, rest in the waters of the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan flowing from above shall be cut off. 
they shall stand in a single heap. When the people set out from their tents to cross over the Jordan, the priests bearing the Ark of the Covenant were in front of the people. Now the Jordan overflows all its banks throughout the time of harvest. So when those who bore the Ark had come to the Jordan, and the feet of the priest bearing the Ark were dipped in the edge of the water, the waters flowing from above stood still, rising up in a single heap far off at Adam, the city that is beside Zarathon. While those flowing toward the Sea of Araba, the Dead Sea, were wholly cut off. Then the people crossed over opposite Jericho. While all Israel were crossing over on dry ground, the priest who bore the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord stood on dry ground in the middle of the Jordan until the entire nation finished crossing over the Jordan. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to to God. God. Before we get to the questions, kudos to you, Tara, and all those places and people that you read. That was fantastic. Have I told you my rule. My favorite professor used to call it the hard, the loud and fast rule. If you don't know how to pronounce it, you say it loud, loud and fast. fast, and nobody doubts you. I love it. it Confidence. Is, yeah. Mm-hmm. Confidence. So the book of Joshua is the story of the Israelites finally entering the promised land after their 40 years wandering in the wilderness. It's a story about God's faithfulness to us, but... What do you think this story tells about how we are to be faithful to God? I, When I was reading this earlier to prepare for this, I was thinking about that Beekner quote that says, faith is a journey without maps. Hmm. And I think that's what's happening here is that they have a leader and he's really good at l- discerning what God says and leading the people, but they only know like one step at a time. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I want to know everything that's going to happen. Yeah. If you told me, um, you know, next year there are going to be five terrible things that happen, but here they are, I would take that over a year of goodness because yeah. I would plan and it made me feel like I was in control. Uh-huh. So I just, um, that's what I think is going on here. I think it's about we are supposed to be faithful, listen for God's call, and just take it one step at a time. What about you? Yeah. I mean, as you said, the Israelites still have to are going to have to drive out, I'm not going to say all the people again, but has to, they have to drive out all those people. That's still part of their journey in getting to the promised land and claiming it. But right now, their journey is just to cross the Jordan. Yeah. Their journey is just to make it from one bank to the other. And that's no easy task because the Jordan is flooded. It's overflowing. It's scary. It's scary. Uh, but for this moment, for Joshua and for the people of Israel, God's called them at this one moment to take one step in front of the other and and move across it. You know what I like, too, is that my Old Testament professor used to say, whenever you read about water, especially in the Old Testament, it's a symbol for chaos, Mm -hmm. right? Because it would have been, bodies of water were scary, especially for people at this time. So I keep thinking about, you know, they cross the Red Sea at the beginning of the Exodus. Yeah. And God parted that, and now God is parting this. And I, it makes me think of all the times in my life when I thought there was something insurmountable. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just came up to the edge and tried to walk one step at a time. Um, I think this is an incredible story about God's faithfulness yeah. to humanity, God's yeah. goodness. And I don't think about that a whole lot. I think it's, as you said, that we kind of have echoes um, of, of that crossing of the Red Sea and and of Moses leading the Israelite people to liberation, to freedom. 
Uh, and Joshua is this new guy, the new leader. Um, and so God provides with an almost exact same, a similar act of love, of faithfulness uh, to remind the people I'm still with you. And I think that happens to us every single day. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, there are, I think, you know, the fact that we wake up and we breathe each morning is a reminder of God's faithfulness to us every day. Um, I also, I'm going to use my biblical imagination here. (laughs) You know, they got to the Red Sea and it was parted and they went through and then they're in the, you know, the desert for so long. I'm going to bet by the time we come to this story, there are people going, we can't cross the Jordan. It'll never happen. We can't do it. And Joshua's not a good enough leader. He's no Moses. And all of that doubt, even though they've seen God do exactly the same thing before. Mm -hmm. Um, Because isn't that humanity? Yeah. Well, you wonder, you know, it, it, they've been wandering in the desert for 40 years. And when the Bible says whenever things are in groups of 40, like it probably wasn't exactly 40 years. It was a generation. So the generation that had crossed the Red Sea has died. So have we done a good job when we pass away of communicating God's faithfulness in our lives, that people have confidence when they face similar struggles, when our posterity that come after us are going to face the same struggles of insecurity, of what am I doing, the existential questions. Have we done enough, a good enough job of sharing the stories of God's faithfulness in our lives that they can be like, oh, you know what? God is part of these waters before. You know what? I learned so much from talking with you. And you know what it made me think is, when my kids were small, we talked about faith in a very uh, simple way, right? Noah and the ark, um, all those sorts of things. And there are parts of my faith story that a small child can't understand and that wouldn't be appropriate. Mm-hmm. Then they're teenagers and they're bothering you all of the time. So you don't talk as much, but it occurred to me that <laughs> I need to be telling my girls the story of when God was faithful to me and I didn't deserve it. I need to be very specific so that they can carry that into their lives. Yeah, amen. So we will end today with one of my favorite poems. It's by Mary Oliver, and it's called The Journey. One day you finally knew what you had to do and began. Though the voices around you kept shouting their bad advice, though the whole house began to tremble and you felt the old tug at your ankles... Mend my life, each voice cried, but you didn't stop. You knew what you had to do, though the wind pried with its stiff fingers at the very foundations, though their melancholy was terrible. It was already late enough, and a wild night, and the road full of fallen branches and stones. But little by little, as you left their voices behind, the stars began to burn through the sheets of clouds. And there was a new voice, which you slowly recognized as your own, that kept you company as you strode deeper and deeper into the world, determined to do the only thing you could do, determined to save the only life you could save. I could read her poems forever. Yes. (laughs) Please join us again on Wednesday, and don't forget to subscribe to the channel so you know when new episodes come out. Now may each of you go out to love and to serve, to be well, to care for yourselves and others, knowing that the grace and love of God is upon you. Amen.